but they're cute. They are cute. Right now they're sleeping. Quinn should probably she'll probably feed them soon, and they can they can get noisy. <laughs> so if that happens, we'll probably just pause for a minute, so that way I can easily cut that sound out. <laughs> Sounds good. You don't want feeding puppies in the background. Uh, I mean, some of the sounds are fine, but when she starts licking them a bunch, <laughs> it sounds gross. <laughs> Ew. Because, so, fun fact about puppies, <laughs> they can't, like, relieve themselves just naturally or, like, on their own. They have to be uh-huh. stimulated to pee and poop, so that's why mom dogs lick their babies so much, because that's what gets them to, to pee and poop. Huh, that's interesting. Right? That's a great fact. (laughs) I mean, it is interesting. I love it. I did not know that. I know. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I also didn't know. So if you adopt or, like, rescue a newborn puppy, like, before it can start, like, around three-ish weeks is when they can start doing it on their own. So if you have a puppy Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a mom and it's, like, at that age where you have to do it, you just get, like, a wet washcloth and you just kind of rub them to help them stimulate that mm-hmm. crazy interesting right that makes sense but huh right i'm glad i don't have to do it but <laughs> to all of your puppies individually and then like they'd pee on you <laughs> hello animal lovers welcome to the animal facts podcast i'm nicole and i'm jayla We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining us. Enjoy! I think we can start, and if they start getting noisy again, we can pause. (laughs) Cool. Sounds good. All right. Welcome, animal lovers, to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. And we have a fun episode for you today. Hopefully you enjoy it as much as I had fun preparing it. Okay. I guess first things first, personal question. Jayla? Personal question. Oh, man. (laughs) Personal question. If you had to live on another planet... Any planet doesn't matter if it's life sustaining or not. Okay. Say so you could live on any one of them. Which one would you choose? Does it have to be like a planet in our solar system or can it be like a fictional planet? If you know other planets, I say go for it. <laughs> so, like, if I'm like a hardcore Star Wars nerd and I know the planets in Star yeah. Wars, I can pick a. Okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. Ah. I'm not a hardcore Star Wars nerd, so I won't have that answer. (laughs) I am also not. I only like know of like Naboo. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a good planet. I'm trying to think of a good one. I feel like in our solar system, I would pick Pluto because Pluto's always been my favorite, and I don't care what people That's say. That's my favorite. Pluto is still my favorite planet. It'll always Same. be the ninth planet to me. Um, I also just really like its name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. What is that? I don't know. I feel like all of the, like, Star Trek and Star Wars movies and Guardians of the Galaxy, all the planets they go to have, like, some of them are really nice and city-like, but then, like, there's all, like, that mm-hmm. corruption, too, and war that I'm like, I don't know if I want to be involved in that, though. <laughs> right. If you can't name it, you could describe it. Because I don't know most of those names. Probably any of those names, actually. I think, honestly, for right now, I'm just going to stick with Pluto. (laughs) I'll make it inhabitable. (laughs) If I can live on it and survive happily, I will just, I'll stick to Pluto for now. And then maybe one day I'll... right. Think of a better answer. What about well, you? It's not like I. My choice is Pluto too, because it's not. It's like far enough away that nobody would bother you, and because it's not technically a planet anymore, I feel like you'd even less so get anybody to bother you in the entire like solar system. You know. Yeah. So it'd be just like your own little planet. We can be neighbors. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i always really liked pluto because of its name growing up i really liked jupiter because it started oh. with a j ah so yeah <laughs> i guess in that case i'd have but, to like neptune based on that logic <laughs> at least it's not uranus <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh, man. That's a good question, though. What planet would you live on if you could live on any planet? Okie dokie, artichokey. You ready for trivia? I'm so ready. And then you can guess. So you get three more questions in addition to your mammal and red. Red. A in the name. Um, Okay. I don't know why I said red. Is it red? (laughs) I'm not telling you yet. Maybe it is. Maybe oh. it isn't. Maybe it's brown. Okay. Maybe it's green. Anyways. All right. What animal has been placed in three different families before being assigned to their very own family? Hmm. Mm-hmm. What animal's population has decreased by 50% since 2001? Aw. I know, it's sad. And I have a sound for you. What animal makes this sound? Can you hear it? Yeah. What is that? (laughs) He sounds like it's laughing. (laughs) All right. 
kind of sounds like a bird. They do tweet. <laughs> okay, okay. But it's a is mammal. Is it a Twitter? No. <laughs> is it a what? Oh, it's a mammal. I made a Twitter uh-huh. joke because you said oh. tweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a bird. Nope, but it tweets. But it's a mammal. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Drum roll. It is. <laughs> this is the best part. A red panda. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So when you were like Wait, panda, panda I was makes like, that sound. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I thought it was funny because you were like panda, and I was like, I don't know. And then I was accidentally like red. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. No, because I was thinking panda. I was trying to think of what animal has the most A's in it. Probably not a panda, but that was my guess. An aardvark. <laughs> yeah, that has. Three. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. The red panda. They're also, so cute. they are super cute. They are also known as the lesser panda or a red Aww. cat bear or a firefox. Oh, Aww, I mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and then it said that panda, the name panda, came from the Nepali word panya. I don't know how to say that right. It's ponya, maybe P O N Y A, which means bamboo or okay. plant eating animal. Oh, so they also eat bamboo? Uh huh. You'll tell me. I will tell you <laughs> all the things, but yes, they do. <laughs> okay, cool. So. For their description, their appearance, they are slightly larger than a house cat. So, which in my brain, I'm like, I feel like they're a lot larger than a house cat, but you take off their tail and stuff. They're about the same. So. Oh, okay. So um, that's not including their tail. Yeah. And I think in general, if you were like holding them, if you had like a big house cat, like a Maine Coon, it'd be more like that, like rather than like a tiny little house cat it'd be like a bigger Mm -hmm. a good sized well-fed house cat (laughs) a little plump house cat yeah yeah with a giant tail um (laughs) so they're slightly (laughs) larger than a house cat or i also compare them to like a smallish dog okay they are about 20 to 26 inches long and then they have another 10 to 12 inches with their tail and then they weigh between 10 to 20 pounds. So they look big because they're so fluffy, but they actually don't weigh too much. Um, so oh. a dog, like dogs that weigh about the same as the red panda is like a standard size, um, a wiener dog. <laughs> dachshund. Okay. Is that how you say it? Dachshund? I, I think it's a dachshund. I don't know. It's spelled weird. Anyways, wiener dog, like okay. a standard wiener dog, or also a Jack Russell, <laughs> is like the same weight as a red panda. Okay. Yeah. And then, huh. so their body shape, though, is more like a bear or like a raccoon. And then they have a really thick, 
orangey red cinnamon colored fur with a black belly and black limbs and then they have white markings on their face and their ears and then they have um a stripy tail so they've got like those rings on their tail like a raccoon but they're different yeah. shades like of the orange so it's like a the same color as the rest of their fur like that cinnamon color and then like a lighter shade and some are more prominent than others and some are like less prominent but they do have those tail rings which are cute (laughs) yes um and then they also have a special wrist bone which is similar to giant pandas uh that acts as a thumb to help them with their food by gripping and holding on to their bamboo and then they also have fur on the bottom of their paws so like the bottom of their feet are covered in fur as well to help them with grip and walking and keep them warm Huh. Interesting. But also cute. They're just, like, fuzzy everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if you, like, shaved all the fur off of a red panda, if it would be the same, like, size as a, a, what'd you say, a Jack Russell Terrier? Yeah, like a Jack Russell or, like, a wiener dog. Yeah. Or a very good-sized house cat. Right, right. Yeah. Just a naked red panda though <laughs> so a naked mole rat <laughs> naked red panda yeah i don't it's think like a i want to see that house cat <laughs> Ugh. yeah Ugh. i don't i don't think i want to be involved in seeing that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i'll do it fuzzy wuzzy had no hair fuzzy wuzzy wasn't very fuzzy wuzzy <laughs> Ken just crawled under my feet. She's done feeding her babies. They're all now sleeping and stretching. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Their history. So I kind of go history through environment, through a few other things, and then I get down to their conservation stuff. So it'll all lead into it and stuff, I promise. Stick with me, even through the sad moments. Oh, no. Okay. Relatives. (laughs) History time. So, as I said earlier, they went through three different families before landing on their own. So, who are they related to? Um, They are related to giant pandas. But the closeness to their connection is still uncertain by scientists. They're still not really sure how closely related they are to pandas. They share that, like, special wrist thing. Um, But other than that, they don't really have that many similarities. They eat bamboo and stuff. So there are similarities for sure, but they're not really entirely sure how closely related they really are. But they do share an ancient, like, a common ancestor, like, from millions of years ago. That's one way they're connected to giant pandas. And then they have also been grouped in the same families with raccoons and bears and also the pandas. But now they're classified in their very own family. Hmm. Yeah. So they've had had a go at it. (laughs) And then they're finally like, you just belong to your own thing. (laughs) Aw. That sounds so sad. Like a little baby red panda like going from each... Are like you parent my and be like, are you my mother? <laughs> exactly. No. Are you my mother? That's a good book. Have you ever read that book? Are you my mother? 
I have. It was like my favorite book. <laughs> we had it on VHS and my mom hated it because oh, no. I always wanted to watch it. <laughs> and so she'd have to get up and press the button and rewind it and then we'd watch it again. The joys. But it's good. The joys. We have a, a VHS of uh, 101 Dalmatians of the live action one. Nice. It is black and white. Okay. I watched it so much as a child. I ran the color out. Oh, that's great. But it's about 101 Dalmatians, so you really don't need that much color. Right. <laughs> true, true. Uh, that's true. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh. So, uh, in 1825, a French zoologist, I'm going to butcher your name and I'm sorry, uh, Frederick Cuvier described the western red panda 48 years before the giant panda was ever cataloged oh Mm -hmm. and then the zoologist said that it was the most beautiful sorry sorry i forgot to turn my volume back down slash off from when i played you their sound okay so the zoologist said that it was the most beautiful animal he'd ever seen, so he named it their scientific name <clears throat> or whatever it is. It's Alirus. I don't know. It's Latinish, um, which is deriving from a couple of Greek, or I guess it's Greek, a couple of Greek words meaning cat and fire colored. So that is where he came up with that. And then in 1897, so a good chunk later, F.W. Styon, Styon, I don't know, another person discovered another species of the red panda, and then which was a bit larger and more brightly colored. So now we have okay. both of the sea species of red panda discovered before the 1900s. Wow. Yeah. So they've been around a while. They have been. So, and, fun fact, there was a recorded fossil from four to seven million years ago discovered, guess where? In Tennessee. Really? Right? (laughs) Well, they're the only 10 I see. (laughs) Sorry. What was that? (laughs) It's my pickup line. (laughs) only works if it's tennessee <laughs> didn't you say they're from tennessee yeah you trying to pick up this fossil <laughs> it's four to seven million years old what are you into oh, that's not a 10 <laughs> or a c <laughs> there's, there's such different grades <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so other than the fossil discovered in Tennessee, <laughs> um there they've been historically found in Bhutan, Nepal, India, Myanmar, and China, but now they're found in a much smaller much smaller territory and Okay. Geographically in a smaller location because of reasons that we'll get into later. Um, oh no. I feel like that's going to be a sad story. 
Eh, kinda. Okay. So, now, though, they can be found inhabiting temperate forests in the Himalayas, uh, like China, Nepal, and Bhutan still. Um, and they're most likely going to be found in trees, and they like the cooler temperatures, and they need it to be where there's um, no short supply of bamboo. They need lots of bamboo, because that is their main food source. And then I was reading this, and I was like, what is a temperate forest? Also, while I'm at it, what is a boreal forest? Because I read these things of, like, these are the where they live. I'm like, but what, what, even, what are those, right? Do you know? Right. No. I don't know what classifies them. I, I don't either. I'm sure they're different things. Right? But... It's kind of like rural versus suburb in a way, but I'm like, but what is it? Um. Okay. I know what those things are because I live in them. I don't live in those forests, so I don't regularly know those terms. <laughs> so, That's fair. Yeah. Are you going to tell us? I am going to tell you. So now we'll know okay. from here on out what a temperate and a boreal forest is. Okay. Awesome. So a temperate forest is a forest found between the tropical and boreal regions. They cover both hemispheres la- by latitudes ranging from 25 to 50 degrees they do cover 25% of the world's forest area, and they survive and go, like, that forest uh, climate goes through all four seasons, rather than it just being, like, a deserty forest or a tropical forest, which is, like, strict to certain climates and seasons. The temperate goes through, like, all of them. Right. And then okay. they cover both hemispheres. That makes hemispheres. sense. Yeah. So then the boreal forests, they are, they grow in high latitude environments and then they kind of survive freezing temperatures that occur for about six to eight months and they grow still really well. So they have really long winters and really short summers. Okay. So I believe it was the wolverine that we talked about. They like are in boreal forests. So they have the long winters and the short summers. Temperate, all of it. They go through all the seasons. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. And then. And that's where you can find the red panda? Is in temperate right? forests in the Himalayas. Yeah. Okay. And they, yeah, so they cover like, they're like a belt around the earth, like the temperate. And then the boreal is like right. 33% of their, like it's the largest of the earth's forest that land, like covers the land, so. Okay. Most forests nice. on the earth are boreal. <laughs> if I'm even nice. saying that properly. The more you know. Right? The more you grow <laughs> in knowledge. <laughs> All right. So their diet and hunting, they belong to the carnivores group, but they eat mostly bamboo and vegetation. So, right? They're carnivores, but they eat bamboo. So, bamboo is 95% of their diet, but they really only digest 24% of the bamboo that they eat. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's hilarious. Right? So, you don't really need this, but you're going to eat a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're going to eat a bunch of this, but really only digest, like, this much of it. And then you're still going to need something else to supplement what you're missing. So, they eat other things to supplement for the nutrition that they're not getting enough of. Um, Right. 
And then, so they eat things such as acorns, berries, grass, grubs like bugs, and they eat bird eggs, mice, lizards, and chicks. So there's the carnivore part. They do eat other animals. Now I understand. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense at first. You're like, what? Interesting. (laughs) But then it makes sense. They just don't eat a lot of those things. They usually eat mostly bamboo. Interesting. Um, So they have excellent eyesight, smell, and hearing, but they also have really good whiskers to help them navigate through the dense vegetation in the dark when they're foraging. Nice. Helpful little whiskers they've got. All right. (laughs) So threats and predators. This is... The beginning of it isn't so sad, but then it gets sad, and I'm apologizing to everyone now. Remember, these are endangered animals. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to assume humans. Yeah, yeah, we're usually yeah. the cause. <laughs> Way to go. I know, we just, we like all the space and all the things. Mm-hmm. We want what we can't have and we want more of it. Okay, so. This is why we're moving to Pluto. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so we can take our red pandas with us. <laughs> yes, and all the other endangered species. I think right. the only animal that would come with us that would survive that isn't even endangered is the water bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would outlive us both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so they do have a few natural predators, such as snow leopards, clouded leopards, uh, martens, which I was like, what the heck is a marten? <laughs> I was like, I think of like all those old men like named Martin. Anyways, it's not them. <laughs> It's uh, like a type of weasel. So, oh. Yeah, they're, they're kind of cute. They're kind of cool. We'll have to add them to our list. They okay. They have, like, cool, like, yellowy color on them. Anyways, birds of prey and other small carnivores. But they don't have too many just because of where they live and they hang out in trees and they're pretty. Whatever. Um... But their biggest threat is deforestation, illegal poaching, and with decreasing numbers, inbreeding is becoming a concern. So, Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, there have been fewer and fewer reproduction cycles, not cycles, but like fewer and fewer babies born every year with red pandas because they're just getting more spread out and or also just fewer of them that they're not having as many babies every year so there's fewer and fewer of them being born um sad and then panda napping is also one of the other big contributors to their decreasing population panda napping Um, is kidnapping pandas (laughs) yes oh sad that was gonna be my question was what is panda napping and does it involve pandas sleeping but you I just wish. answered it, so I'm assuming no. I wish, I wish it was just them napping, and that was, you know, they were just too lazy and too nappy to want to do anything. But no, it's yeah. people. That's so sad. Basically, kidnapping pandas out of their habitat for illegal pet trade. No, mm-hmm. leave them where they're supposed to be. Right. Um. One village in India captured and sold 47 red pandas in a single year and sold them all to zoos. Aww. Yeah. Where to go zoos? 
I mean, it's best if they're going to be kidnapped and sold, it's best to be sent to a zoo than on the black market. I suppose. And I don't know where, if the zoos are aware of how they got their pandas, but either way, they should be, and they should also, you know, not allow that to happen. But it happens. Which is sad. Put them back where they came from. Or so help me. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so along with illegal poaching, um, one of the things that they're poached for is their tails are highly prized and thought of as good luck charms at weddings. And then oh. in the ni- in nineteen seventy, one pelt of like one red panda pelt was sold. At an equivalent price to one U.S. dollar. Oh, super cheap for a pelt of this amazing creature. One dollar. <laughs> I don't understand. <sighs> um, I believe that's like one dollar, like in today's currency. You know, not like nineteen seventies one dollar, but still, still far too cheap. If you're going to be yeah. taking the pelt of this endangered animal. Yeah, so we're n- not giving red pandas haircuts to make them look like Jack Russell Terriers because they need their fur. They do, and they do need their too fur. Too many other people have been taking it. Yes. So yes. we're just going to let them go. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Let's not buzz them. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, giant pandas, the big black and white pandas, also have mm-hmm. deforestation and endangered issues because of the bamboo and everything. However, yeah. they get so much of the attention um, because it's like the poster child, you know, like their poster baby. Um, so they get like all of the attention. And so we have actually seen an increase uh, in the wild popu- like in the gi- giant pandas population in the wild by 17% since 2013. While the wow. red pandas have had a decrease by 50% since 2001. Oh, So, hooray that the giant pandas are, like, actually increasing their population now, like, you know. But our focus has been so on them that we're, like, ignoring the red panda <laughs> and all the other endangered animals that we have. Um, it's super sad. What? Did <laughs> Your I... puppies are so oh. loud. No. Oh my gosh. They're vouching for the red panda. I don't know if you can see, but one of them is climbing on top of Quinn. They are noisy. It's because some of them are trying to find where she is. One second. Mm. They lost their mama. Gorgie's stuck, Quinn. Oh, there you go. There you go, little miss. Good mama. Yes, feed your babies. she couldn't get over Quinn and she was stuck in the corner and she was just like I just want food oh but now she's eating (laughs) nice alright so the IUCN red list has classified them as endangered and severely threatened by extinction in the near future so not right now. Extinct in the near future. 
Oh, oh, I heard critically endangered in the near future, and I was like, that doesn't make no. sense. So they are endangered. Okay. And so they're classified as endangered and severely threatened with extinction in the near future. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're like super high on They're like so the... cute. I know. They're so cute. And they're red. Like your hair. <laughs> and the red fox. Yes. You just love your reds. Um, it is estimated that there is less than 3,000 remaining in the wild. Oh. And, but, and the majority of the ones in the wild are in protected zones and national parks. Well, that's good. Yes, except for illegal poaching. <laughs> yeah. True. But yes, much better because they have a better chance of being okay in those protected areas. Yeah. So that's their conservation efforts and where they're kind of at is that they are dwindling and it's sad and our only real hope is that we can like get them to have lots of babies in captivity and then hopefully release them into the wild again one day. Mm-hmm. And to stop illegal pet trade and fur trade and all that stuff. And also, the biggest thing is deforestation. <laughs> Give them their bamboo. <laughs> they need bamboo. Because yeah. they used to be super widespread, but now that their forest of bamboo is being like limited, they are in such a smaller zone. <gasps> right. And as we read, or no, they need a lot of it. <laughs> Alright, so their behavior... They behavior. Yeah. They are up in those nocturnal times. Ooh. <laughs> they are pretty solitary except when they are mating. Uh that's the only time they really kind of get together. And so during the time of them I'll talk actually more about their mating habits later. Um but during the day they can be found sleeping in trees and if it's sunny they'll be sunbathing. Um, otherwise they'll just be curled up in a cute little ball sleeping in the trees during the daytime. And then at night is when they kind of wake up and they'll like forage for food. They'll either be on the ground looking for food or they just climb through the trees because they're super agile and like acrobatic in the trees. And then they are also very territorial and they mark their territory with urine droppings and a musky scent from their anal glands. And they communicate using Ooh. tweets and squeaks. <laughs> Which are They're the tweeter and that squeakers. We heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. So I think it's cool that they like tweet and squeak. <laughs> they that sound is like really birds. They, they sound like birds. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Also like a cat, they do love to lick themselves clean. They, like, start by licking their paws, and they basically lick and, like, rub their face and stuff. And they clean themselves, and they sunbathe, and they protect their territory. And how big do you think their territory is that they Ooh. keep? I'll I don't... give you a hint. No. It is much smaller than New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Let's go with like three square miles. Oh, you were so close. One square mile. Oh, really? Yeah, so close. Oh, 
that's funny. However, one square mile is actually very large. Okay. So after doing this, I was like, how big is one square mile? I don't know. You know, like I need I need visuals. So here are a couple of visuals for you. It, one person said if a baseball diamond was one square mile, it would take 20 to 25 minutes to watch a home run. Or if everything was in Whoa. proportion to the diamond being a square mile, the players would be 350 feet tall and the baseball would be 14 feet across. Yeah. <laughs> That's so huge. Yeah. Or, moving past baseball and on to American football, um, you can fit a very large number of football fields in a square mile. Do you want to take a guess at how many football fields you can fit in a square mile? Like five. (laughs) Much higher. Fifteen. Do you give up? Yeah, I feel like this is going to be outrageous. 484. Holy smokes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I also was like, wait, is that even right? If that's wrong, please correct me. Someone please. That's so many. I just typed into Google. A football field is How huge. many football fields can you fit into a square mile? And it said 484. And I was like, what? That can't be right. <laughs> It's huge. That's so many. Yeah. But you also think about it. It's like a mile by a mile, like giant mile. Right. Right. Wow. Yes. How many football fields in a square mile? 484 football fields. Takes up a square mile of space. So crazy. Are you looking that's, it up? That's a lot. <laughs> right? No, I I mean, I believe you. <laughs> oh, my mind is blown by that. I was like, wait, which then makes the whole thing with the Wolverines even crazier. <laughs> yeah. Like well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking at how many square miles are in a football field, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense. It's 36 feet. Long and 160 feet wide equals 57,600 square feet. It's just all crazy. It's just all kinds of crazy. Those are some numbers. Those are some numbers. (laughs) (sighs) That's so so many. Anyways. Either way, though. It's smaller than New York City. Yes, it is much smaller than New York (laughs) City. But even so, for that tiny little red panda, that's still a huge space. Yeah, that's a lot of bamboo. That's a lot of football fields of bamboo. Can you imagine if we replaced all of our football fields with bamboo and just, like, let red red pandas go wild? We wouldn't even have enough football fields. Oh, there was another one. I should have looked it up, like, how many football fields you can fit in the state of Texas. I should have looked it up. Because then we could just, like, dedicate Texas to feeding the red pandas. Except for Texas is probably still too hot. We'd have to, like, I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. How many football fields can fit in the state of Texas? 
Yeah, we just need 3,000 square miles for the 3,000 red pandas that are left right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is a place that is 3,000 square miles? That's what we need. (laughs) Dedicate that to Red Panda Island right there. 3,000 square miles. Hang on. I have to know. We all have to know. Uh, this person says it's about the size of Delaware. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Or Rhode Island. That still doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like it's enough. 3,000 square miles? Because New York City's like 400 and something. You know what? We'll keep miles. we'll keep the listeners posted. Yeah, we'll put it in an Insta. <laughs> yeah, a place that is three thousand square miles. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll discover it eventually. Yeah. Okay, so the mating and babies. This is like, I feel like what everyone always gets excited about is the babies. The babies are cute. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. Looking at my puppy babies, and they're cute. Okay, so they're breeding. Are they the same size? Mm, oh. No, the puppies, I think, were bigger. Okay. But Quinn is a bigger dog, so, I mean, if she was a small dog, I'm sure they'd be the same. But she's a large dog. Or similar. Yeah. Yeah. So she naturally has larger puppies. <laughs> She'd have larger puppies than, like, a chihuahua. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Her puppies are like half the size of a chihuahua. <laughs> I don't know. I had to think of like how big are chihuahuas? They're like five pounds. Her puppies were like a pound each. Anyways. Moving on. Yes. So the breeding Babies. season for red pandas is usually between the months of January to April. And during this time, red pandas will get together in small groups Ooh. where the cubs as long like, along with the adults, will play, and they play by doing, like, lunging and wrestling and biting, and they get playful in that way. And that's, like, the only time that they're actually social is when it's mating season. And they'll, like, basically just have, like, these little group parties. And then eventually a male (laughs) and a female will go off and do their own thing, which happens on the ground, not in the trees. (laughs) Good. Um, Safe. Safety first. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) so the females have the ability to do the delayed implantation which is i feel like oh my gosh (laughs) oh not that sorry that was delayed oh my gosh (laughs) that was delayed penetration (laughs) is what that was Penetrating me with their facts. Oh, that was a terrible thing to say. Sorry. Oh, that was weird. You can just snip that. Oh, that's not coming out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 
mom will try to time it so that way her babies will be born in the summer. Because that is the best possible time for survival. The chances for survival are higher. That was so smooth. (laughs) Your transition was amazing. Transition was just carrying on. No. <laughs> so, anyways, their uh, gestation period is about four months, but it can also last because of that delayed implantation. It can actually last anywhere between ninety days to one hundred and fifty-eight days. Whoa, it's a very large gap. Aw, mocha. You should measure Mocha or Ed and see how long they are so you can compare them to a red panda and like weigh them. Okay. And then you'll be like, oh, red pandas are about the size of a house cat. Just like that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So, when the mom feels like she's about to give birth, she will build a nursery den, like a little birthing den, and she does that in, like, empty, like, hollowed-out trees or in stumps or, like, between rock crevices or whatever, um, wherever she feels safe, and she lines it with grass, twigs, moss, and other foliagey things, leaves and stuff, um, and then the mom will usually have two babies, but she can have anywhere between one to four babies. The average is two. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then the little babies are called cubs. And when they first come out, they're not their bright red orangey color. They're actually like this silvery grayish color. And their eyes and ears are closed. They're sealed shut just like puppies and lots of other baby animals. Um, And then around two to three weeks, their eyes and ears begin to open. And then they, newborns can weigh about three to four ounces, and they don't usually leave the nest until they're about three months old is when they'll start to explore more and start eating. Like, I think the mom will bring in, like, bamboo and they'll, like, chew on the twigs and things. Um, And then they stay with their mom for about a year. (laughs) Hi, Mocha. Can you see her back there? Yeah, I see, like, just her, like, this part of her face that's a little creepy when she's staring at the camera because it's just, like, her eyeball. She is. She's just staring at the back of my head. She's eyeing you. (laughs) We both (laughs) did the same thing. (laughs) The eyes. The eye point thing, like, my eyes are on you. I'm watching you. Right. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, the babies will stay with their moms until about a year, and then they're sexually mature around 18 months. And then they their lifespan okay. is usually about 8 to 10 years. And then in captivity, they can live up to 15 years as long as they're being well taken care of. Wow. Yeah. So some fun little things about the babies is that when they are in stress or like distressed for any reason, they make this high-pitched bleat sound to like call for help or whatever and then to communicate they can also whistle which is cute oh that is so cute and then they're also born without any fur on their bottom of their feet and it grows as they get older so instead of thinning out when they get older they get more fur 
And then they also turn Cute. their cinnamon orangey red color as they get older as well. Usually like around three Cute. to four months is like when they're fully that color. And then within like around five months, they're like their full grown size. Mm-hmm. Cool facts. Cool facts. Are you ready for some cool facts? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So in cold temperatures, the red panda will curl up in its tail to keep warm. And then in really cold temperatures, yeah, it curls up in like a little ball and snuggles up with its tail like a blanket. It's super cute. And then in really cold temperatures, it will sometimes become dormant, lowering their metabolic metabolic rate and right like and then they'll raise it every few hours as they wake up to look for food and they do this to save energy and this gives the red panda the same ability to use as little energy as possible as sloths are they as slow as sloths no But they're using the same energy level as sloths, <laughs> which wow. is pretty cool because they're lowering that metabolic rate super low when they're really cold to, like, minimize how much energy they're using. Right. So. That's impressive. Right? Really cool. They, they can, and then they'll just kind of rise it again when they're like, okay, time to go find some food, and then they'll lower it back. Um, right. And then on the opposite end of that, when it's really warm, they'll sprawl out and sunbathe to also, like, try to release as much heat as possible because they don't want to get too hot. And then they'll also pant to lower their body temperature. Oh, cute. Yeah. So, sad-ish thing. Um, but also hopeful. Along with illegal poaching and panda napping, the red pandas are placed in illegal pet trade. And the Red Panda, so the Red Panda Network um, hires locals to be forest guardians, which is really cool. So then their job Aww. is to keep watch over the little panda buddies so they become like panda pals. And this is like in Nepal. Uh huh. And then they're also supposed to replant bamboo to like help keep the bamboo going. And then they help to, they help paying tourists visit and respect the animal space. So they, like, show them, like, here's the red pandas, but don't get too close. Like, respect their space. This is how we react around pandas, you know, like, we're, we're not going to go up and touch them. So they, they make sure they manage that. They basically are tour guides to keep everyone and the animals protected. That's really cool. Yeah. They've got their own buddy system. Yeah, they do. They're little pals. Panda pals. Mm. Um, And then some other organizations are using high-tech methods to track poachers by using DNA samples from rescued pandas that they've rescued from the black market to learn where the animals are being taken from. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right? So there is hope. So they can, like, narrow down their search. Mm-hmm. And return them and stuff. Get them back to their homes. So there is hope. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then a cool thing is they have a link to lizards and snakes. What? Right? So their tongues are used to taste the air, similar to lizards and snakes. They have a papilla. Papillal, papillae, papillae? 
it's basically like taste buds. <clears throat> um, okay. Because like we have like those like on the top of our tongue, which are helpful for our taste buds and stuff. And animals have them for different reasons. So they have them on the underside of their tongue to analyze vapors to detect scent of predators and prey. Huh. Jayla's sticking her tongue out a lot, you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what it would be like to be able to do that with my tongue. <laughs> just stick it out. And then tell what's or like nearby and know if yeah. you're like, I'm hungry, I can go eat there. Oh, I need to go protect myself or my babies. Right? Mm-hmm. Like not going in that direction. It takes the like taste to a whole new like degree. <laughs> like se- yeah. smell scenting, you know, or whatever. Like those abilities, it takes that to a different level. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. You ready for some famous red pandas? I am. I guarantee people have seen movies and shows with red pandas in them. Whether or not you have registered that it's a red panda or not, there's one that is so famous, I did not realize he was a red panda. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. So for starters... Some movies and shows that have red pandas in them. Sing, Pets United, Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Barbie, Island Princess, Jungle Book. There's an episode of Lion Guard with red pandas. A show called nice. Magical Girl Friendship Squad. Um, there's a documentary called Firefox Guardian. And then there's a bunch more. If you look on IMDb and search red panda, there's a ton of movies that show up. Um, one of them is called Our... I'm gonna read. Oh yeah, it's like a it's an anime, right? Yeah, it is. I'm gonna read you the thing for it because it's hilarious to me. Frustrated with her thankless office job, the 25 year old red panda copes with her daily struggles by belting out heavy metal karaoke after work. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) One of my friends showed me that and it's really cute yeah it's super fun so that's one okay but here's the most famous one that like i found so far it's an animation um okay from kung fu panda master shifu oh yeah (laughs) do you know who i'm talking about yeah the little the little guy yeah the the main panda's the little master leader yeah. The one who trains him in a super BA. Master Shifu is a red panda. I didn't that... know that. Are you I looking... feel like that makes sense. <laughs> but now I have to like see a picture of him. Master <laughs> Shifu? It's S-H-I-F-U. I-F-U. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I wouldn't have... I think no, because right. he's older and they kind of make him a little bit more white on the face, more than normal yeah. and stuff, that you just don't notice because he's not super brilliant red or cinnamon colored because I think he's aged. Right. So they like give him like that. He's wise. Yes. Yeah. But he's a red panda. <laughs> and I never <laughs> made that connection, which makes it so much better that he's a red panda training Poe the panda. And he's like, but you're a panda. That's so cute. <laughs> right. It's like Master Shifu's a panda. <laughs> That's adorable. 
makes Kung Fu Panda, like, you know, it's the pandas. I know. Now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. Right? I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so Master Shifu is a famous red panda. Um, huh. And then as far as stories, I I couldn't find any, like, legendary or, like, mythological stories on red pandas. I tried. Um, I even went through some of, like, the older, <laughs> the one websites I've used for a few of the other animals I found. And I didn't want to use, like, a news story or whatever because most of them are sad. And there are a couple, like, cute, like, YouTube videos of, like, pandas in the zoo having babies or whatever that you could watch. It's pretty cute. Um, so instead, I'm going to give you a mini history on giant pandas instead um, because they are closely related. And in a way, it does kind of work for a red panda uh, because red pandas also have, like, those, like, eye and ear markings that are different colored mm -hmm. and then their arms and stuff are also black like a giant panda so <clears throat> right. how pandas got to look the way they look is what this story is about so it's just a shortened version of it by the way <laughs> the full nice. story okay. is in our resources if you want to read the full story so there was a beautiful shepherdess called Dolma, and everyone loved her. She was, like, adored by everyone. And then back then, all pandas were white. They weren't black and white. They were just all white. So there was this little panda cub that would hang out with her herd of sheep because he thought that he was a sheep or that they were pandas because they looked alike. Aww. And then one day, while she was with her sheep protecting them, a leopard came and attacked them, and she got the leopard to leave them alone. She shooted away and got rid of the leopard, but in the process, she died. And, Aww. yeah, so as, um, at her funeral, basically, all of the other pandas showed up, and all of these animals and people were there to support her because they all loved her and were super grateful for her, especially because she protected that little panda cub and her, she her sheep. Um, so as tradition and custom was back then, they covered their arms and legs in ash in, like, their respect for it. And they were all crying so much they were wiping their eyes. So they got ash on their eyes. And then with all the wailing and crying, it was so loud that they would cover their ears. So that's when they got... These <laughs> puppies are so loud. <laughs> that's when they got ash on their ears. So everywhere they touched got covered in ash. And then they never washed the ash off. So that is why they are black and white. Aww. That's such a sweet story. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it's like... Yes. It's sweet. Yes. It's it's a very bittersweet story. So, but that is how pandas got their coloring. And you can kind of make it work a little bit for red pandas as well. Because they do look like they kind of yeah. dipped their arms and legs in ash. And then maybe, like, they got white ash on their ears and eyes or something, you know? Right, so. right. But yes. Aww. Yeah. All right. Lightning round. We'll get some cool sound effects one day, or people can just continue to enjoy our own. <laughs> so the white face markings help the babies see the mom in the dark. Aww. Like the ones on their yeah. face will help them see them in the dark. 
Uh, taxonomists argue that the two subspecies of red panda should actually be two complete separate species of red panda. So like the Himalayan versus the Chinese rather than them being subspecies. They're like, they need to be completely separate species. Okay. So that is a continued argument. Um, they eat about 20,000 bamboo leaves every day. That's so many. Yep. And that's per panda. How many is that for the 3,000 that there are? That's so many. Oh my gosh. It's like 60 million. <laughs> <laughs> leaves a day. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No wonder they don't have enough food. Okay. Almost half of the panda's total body length is its tail. Like skunks, they release an odor to defend it. If it doesn't work, they stand on their hind legs and strike with their front claws. <laughs> like bears. You gotta tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'll cuddle you. Um, it's like, I'm trying, okay? <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> squeak, squeak. Tweety, squeak. Tweet and squeak. Um, their habitat may include up to 40 different types of bamboo, but the red pandas will only select the most nutrient species, which is usually just one or two species oh of bamboo out of 40. <laughs> so ridiculous they're too picky but if you're limiting to like what you can eat nutrient wise it makes sense especially if they only can digest like 24 percent of it (laughs) um and then my last fact is that they have very strong muscles and flat teeth for eating bamboo so they're like jaw muscles eating muscles are very strong and they're flat teeth to help them eat all of that bamboo nice and that is the red panda. I love it. Yeah. They're so cute. They are super cute. They're too cute for their own good. They call it the red panda curses when, like, all the Europeans were like, I want a pet red panda, and then just start panda napping them because they're too cute. Okay, but panda napping sounds like it should be cute. It should just be <laughs> like does. a pile of red pandas napping together. <laughs> so cute that can be the doodle a pile of red fur like oh oh that sounds sad well but they're i mean they're just sleeping they're just napping (laughs) panda napping i'm gonna go take a panda nap no don't do that (laughs) (laughs) bask in that sun spread out take a good nap just like a panda or curl up with a cute fuzzy blanket and nap like a panda. Mm. So that cute with nice. their tails. Yeah. So cute and fuzzy. Mm. They're pretty cute and very acrobatic. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole. You're welcome. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed learning about red pandas and you actually give them some love and attention for their endangeredness. Giant pandas need love and attention too, but red pandas need a little bit more. Yeah. Love pandas in all colors. Yay! 
Yeah. I love that. That's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. Until next week, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! I'm ready for the last random animal fact. Cool. Lay it on me. So, I picked an animal that doesn't have a single A in it. Ooh. So that I made sure it wasn't the same animal. Because I didn't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Jonathan is a tortoise. And it's known as the oldest torti- oldest known land animal alive today. Like his name is Jonathan? His name is Jonathan. Type of- okay, no, I was no, like, no. or it's a type of tortoise. It's Jonathan the tortoise. So that's his name. Oh, um, and, and he's he, the oldest land animal yes, to this day. Old, oldest known land animal alive today. Oldest known alive today. Okay. Yeah. So how um, old is he? As of 2019, which is the article that I found, um, he turned 187 years old. Wow. That's so old. Yeah. And then for a land based animal. Based on the information I found, he is still alive today. So that would make him... What, 189? Nice. Yeah. So. He's almost 190. Right? Oh my gosh. He was born five years. What was happening? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. So f- he was born five oh, okay, cool. years between or er, before Queen Victoria's coronation. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have the the... Crazy. longest recorded or the oldest recorded tortoise and his name was Adwaita. i probably mispronounced that really bad it's a-d-w-a-i-t-a <gasps> and he was recorded at 250 years old when he died what yep what yep. What was happening when he was around, man? Like, I didn't look that up. <laughs> makes you wonder what these tort, like these tortoises, are like. Man, back in my day, <laughs> they get the ultimate back in my day trunk. I card, walked man. uphill both oh my ways gosh. <laughs> in the snow. <laughs>
and I'm a tortoise. It took hours. It took days. Once I got up, yeah. Once I got uphill, I had to turn around and go back the other uphill. <laughs> My life is just a giant uphill. <laughs> oh so, gosh. Yeah. There you go. Dang. What would you do if you were 187 old. years old? What would you do? Am I alone? Is all my friends dead and my family gone as well? Because if that's the case, I would probably just be like, I'm just so ready to die. If I have family and friends, I'm sure I would have plenty of money from banking it over the years. So maybe I just travel. Who knows? Never retire. Would I have to? I don't know. Or would I even need to? I don't know. I... The economy keeps going up. I'm sure I would have to, like, I've been working for 160 years now. Back in my day, the dollar only cost this much. It only got me this far. Back in my day, I could buy a red panda pelt for a dollar. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I don't want to be that old. Uh, what would you do if you were that I would old? Probably plan on dying. <laughs> <laughs> just waste I would just away. work on it. <laughs> Cause, right, especially if you don't have family or friends, I feel like that'd be really sad. I'll just do all the high risk activities. <laughs> I'm going bungee jumping. Nobody stop me. I don't care if all my bones break. As a yep. turtle, skydiving. <laughs> A turtle just parachuting. Imagine him with their little goggles on. It'd be so cute with their old faces. <laughs> oh, I love it. Great. That's my fact. I love it. That That's a beautiful fact. <laughs> it's an old fact. <sighs> Excellent.